everyone, this is Larry from WSTrades.com. This podcast is about trading stocks and stock options. Any information in these podcasts should not be construed as advice. It's for educational and entertainment purposes only. We are not financial advisors. Hey everybody, this is Larry and James from WSTrades.com doing our weekly update podcast. How you doing, James? Doing pretty good, man. How are you? Good. So, I'm going to start this thing off. Go over your trades. Yeah, man. So, July monthlies last week, closing out, I had 36 trades on. So, I got a ton of trades on and uh, my win rate wasn't as good as June. I think I had an 82% win rate in June for my neutral stuff. Um, my win rate was much lower. I think I took losses on like 10 trades so i want to say i went max profit on like or profitable on like 26 out of the 36 trades but my return was even better so i had a 7.4 percent gain for july uh, i thought june was pretty good at six percent i was like heck yeah man i'll do you know six percent every month i'll take it and uh yeah i did even better in july so i was like really ha- happy with that um i was Trading all my kind of normal stuff like the Qs, DIA, SPY, ARKK, um, EEM, EFA, GLD, TLT, those kind of tickers. So those were some of the ones I had in there. And uh, yeah, so I was like super happy with that. Um, I don't think I had any other closing stuff. I think it was pretty much just my neutral strategies uh for last week i i'm not long or i wasn't short any futures or anything like that still waiting for the market to kind of come back to earth which thankfully it looks like it's doing i know we've been talking about it for a few weeks and it looks like the stupidity is finally over and like the uh indexes are coming back to earth yeah i don't know they started ripping again today once uh futures started trading so like we were talking about earlier i hope it's just a bunch of people getting stuck in a bull trap and once the volume comes in and the big boys with their you know large capital come through in the morning it's just a freaking bloodbath because this man everything is just so overextended right now yeah i was looking at nq and i was like all right it kind of pulled back 500 points or almost 600 points or so i'm like this is pretty good but like i want more i don't you know i want to see a little more blood I was looking at the daily on like Dow, S&P, and NQ, and they're all looking pretty bearish to me because they just gap, well, they didn't gap down, but they just bled hard down through the 21. Um, so yeah, if we have some green, got some green right now in overnight trading on the futures, but if we do have like a green day tomorrow, I hope it's just like maybe the short sellers are taking a little profit before they're going to crush things even further. Uh, definitely want to see some more blood. Yeah, because I found recently it's kind of harder for me to get into trades because I'm looking at the market. And I'm like, dude, everything is just so overbought. You know, yeah. what do I want to go long? And then I'm thinking, well, maybe I'll short something. And then the next day, everything just keeps on ripping. And it's just, I don't know, man. It's just made it, you know, more difficult for me to see a trade that I'm super comfortable getting into. Yeah, definitely. Um, you had a few trades that expired last week right that you closed out of uh just intel i had a 
a call credit spread on Intel that expired. Uh, max profit on that. They they were ripping, and then I believe it was Thursday and Friday just completely got crushed. So and I'm going max profit on that, and then I got into a new trade on uh, Thursday, and it was Iron Condor on Spy, but instead of going like equal deltas on my short legs on the, the calls and the puts, I went 30 delta on the call side, and um, I believe it was 12 delta uh, short on the put side because like you know we've been saying it seems like everything's primed for a pullback right now and luckily it did so right now i'm up i believe 45 percent on that trade nice yeah that right now with things kind of floating or what they were floating really high like you're saying you probably go pretty far away from the money on the put side and still grab some decent credit because uh yeah probably the market's expecting a little bit of a dump because things have been ripping so hard yeah i was happy with my fill i got filled at i believe 46 dollars on a one wide iron condor so you know my max loss it's almost like a 50 50 on it so yeah like i said right now it's you know it's looking really good so hopefully things continue to you know i don't want to see a massive dump obviously in spy but for Mm -hmm. them to hit i believe the short is like 415 it's going to take a lot of selling pressure so should be good on that trade nice yeah the number i was looking at that i would have been happy with i think was yeah right around there because on es on the futures the high is about 4384 so i was kind of looking oh maybe i'm looking at 418 so your short is 415 i would you know if they if this thing keeps dumping and the markets keep dumping i might go long uh micro es if it hits 4184 because that would be like a 200 point pullback and that would be like a thousand bucks you know when it kind of recovers to the new high so um i'd be cool with like 44180 or somewhere around there because that would keep your uh you know short put out of trouble and you know that'd be a pretty nice pullback but uh yeah we'll see what the what kind of happens yeah it's it's like i said it's just kind of hard to for me to look in at trades that i'm like okay this is a this is a for sure trade for me and you know buy multiple contracts and you know feel comfortable you know not stressing out about it because we have things like you know if there was just a steady decline then i'd be okay this is a cool pullback we're gonna hit you know whatever trend line but you know instead we see like two percent dumps it's it's either a two percent dump or a two percent rip it's like nothing's just gradual anymore yeah it's been kind of an insane run and then yeah like we saw um today like you're saying index is down like one to two percent it's like when things start selling off boy they sell off hard so yeah we'll kind of see where things settle down um you're not going to go long amc well, I was thinking about it, but then I was looking at uh, CLNE and uh, GameStop still looks beautiful, so I might just grab like a thousand shares of that. What are they trading at, like $800 right now? I think you should definitely just put everything you got into GameStop, and I'm pretty sure it's going to go to like 10000 bucks a share. So, Well, I already have like $5 trillion <laughs> Dogecoin, and that's doing really well, so. There you go. Yeah, it's... Uh... Yeah, GameStop almost down around 150 now. So, uh, yeah, I'm just surprised that thing is still even where it's at, to be honest. I guess all the hedge funds and stuff 
the institutions got really, really scared to short it. So it's still kind of floating way over where it should be. Yeah, I feel like a lot of institutions <laughs> just got out of all these meme stocks like they're done yeah. screwing around. They're not even going to think about shorting AMC or GameStop again anytime soon. So, yeah, yeah. man, it's a, it's a crazy. Um, yeah, I did uh, make some videos recently on the YouTube channel, so I wanted to talk about one of those as a strategy when it comes to options. Um, I put up a video about diagonal call spreads, and it's not something I've used a lot, to be honest in trading i may have traded it a few times but um definitely wanted to talk about that and just specifically like if you wanted to go long a diagonal call spread um so this would be a scenario where like you know let's just take space for example because they've had about a 50 percent dump since they almost hit 60 bucks so they kind of bled out quite a bit and they had a seven percent rally today so like let's just say you know you see this huge 50 percent sell-off in space and you're thinking that space is gonna pop off from here and head back up um so with the diagonal call spread you would have two call strikes they would be different strikes and they would be different expirations so just as an example um I might go out on space and go to like August 6th and buy like, let me see here, they're down around 32 now. So I might go and like buy a 34 call. Let's just go with that number. So that's a little further to expiration on the trade here. And then I might come in a little closer to July 30th and sell something a little further out of the money. So let's just say a 36 call. So I would buy the 34 call for 295 bucks. I would sell the 36 for 149. So my total debit here is going to be 146. So, you know, I'm thinking for whatever reason, space is going to be going up from here. So it's definitely a directional trade. Um, the point where the profit is the most on this kind of a option strategy is if the underlying finishes at the short strike at expiration because that 36 call that you sell would be uh, at the money and worthless at expiration and then you would still have that long call uh, with time to expiration and it would have gained some value uh, because the underlying ticked up so kind of in this scenario um, you know total debit here is 146 bucks so that's my max loss and uh you know, max profit here, if space finished at 36 bucks on July 30th, that would be a $213 profit. So I know there's a lot of different types of spreads out there that you can put on if you're being directional. We've talked a lot about like synthetic covered call, um, you know, just straight up buying a call. Uh, you know, we got verticals, we trade verticals a lot, but um, this is a, another interesting strategy you can use if you're kind of being directional on something and you know you want to pick a direction and in this case let's just say you want to buy a diagonal call spread so i thought it would be good since i made that video on youtube just to kind of cover it here in the podcast yeah this is one of my favorite strategies i think as far as option trading goes uh percentage gains on uh trades the diagonal has been the one that i make the the highest uh, profit on 
which is basically a poor man's cover call is basically a diagonal, but Mm -hmm. uh, a a diagonal you can do, you know, you could buy whatever, 10 days to expiration, or Mm -hmm. you could sell that and then, you know, buy the next whatever weekly option is. But a poor man's covered call is typically you're going to go, you know, my favorite is to go about 30 days out and buy that 70 Delta call and then Mm -hmm. sell, you know, each week going up to that. But it's technically a diagonal. Um, But the only difference is you could do a diagonal, you know, a weekly to a weekly. It doesn't have to be, you know, going so far out like I usually do. But I mean, yeah, yeah. go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't even think about that. Like a lot of people look at this trade and kind of set it up in this way. Like, all right, I'm buying the August, you know, whatever, like August monthly, and I'm going to sell this weekly. And like, they just think about it as, all right, that's the trade. And then like, once the short leg expiration hits, like I'm out of the trade. But in your case, you know, you can still hold that long call and just keep selling, you know, weekly out of the money stuff against it. Um, as protection and keep grabbing premium. So yeah, that's kind of a interesting way to play it, which I don't see a lot of people, you know, talk about it in that manner. They usually just say, hey, this is the trade. And like, you know, it's just kind of these are the two options. And once the, you know, the nearer to expiration call expires, like I'm done, I'm closing the trade out or, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, that's why I love this trade so much is because you could be holding uh like on space, if it was if I was putting the trade on tomorrow, I would go out and buy the 70 Delta uh, August monthly because that's about 31 days to expiration. I would buy that the 70 Delta, whatever it is, and then I would sell the calls each week going up to that unless, you know, it blasted through that. And then I would more than likely if that happens like it did with um, my trade on X and NIO, I just I just close the trade out for you know max profit and you could if you thought like i i hindsight on nio i should have bought that call back which would have cost me way more than i sold it for but nio just kept on pumping so i still had that long call that was you know a month to expiration that was would have been worth you know way more so i think i could have made i don't know a couple two thousand dollars more if i would have just uh closed out the short call and held on to the long but it's it's like you know all options we talk about that's why we both like trading options is there's so many things you can do with them like you're not locked into something if this trade started going against you then you could move your short you could buy your short back and then move it up a little bit and capture a little more credit because you have that long call that's you know dated further out as protection so you can keep on doing that and keep grabbing credit, you know, if it's moving against you and you don't have to just completely be like, okay, well, this is a loss. I'm closing this crap out. You know, I was wrong. Yeah, definitely. That's the cool thing and the flexibility. Like you're saying, um, things might not be going exactly your way or maybe the, you know, the underlying is slowly ticking up and you just keep grabbing that credit by selling a weekly call or something against it. And yeah, your profit just continues to grow or, you know, you're cutting down on your max loss as well. So, uh, yeah, I didn't even think about it, man, but you trade this stuff a lot more than I do. Um, as far as, you know, diagonals go. Yeah. it's like I said, it's just, I don't do them super often because I have to be really sure about, you know, 
the direction something's going uh like x it, it traded off of that trend line so beautifully and i just i believe i think i was in that trade for two days and went max profit on it but it's like a it's definitely a directional play but there's ways to mitigate your losses and kind of hold on since you know like you said you can a diagonal you can go by leaps you know a year out expiration if you want to put that much capital up but it's just a good way to be able to trade uh it's less capital intense than if you were to you know buy 100 shares and then you know be selling calls against it so that's what i like about it because it's not taking up a lot of capital i can have a bunch of the trades on at one time instead of you know going out and buying 100 shares of spy right now it's going to you know break the bank yeah definitely i've done that kind of before as well. well i guess i traded these a little more than i thought because i remember when i was doing um the same kind of thing where i'd buy something further out to expiration and then i'd be selling so it'd kind of be you know the diagonal um but yeah i the same thing instead of going out and like buying 100 shares of man, i forget what i was doing it on like cisco maybe intel NPC, I don't know what they were, but I didn't definitely didn't have the capital to go out and buy a hundred shares of all of those stock. So this is the perfect thing, like you're saying, way less capital intensive, and you're really protected to the downside too, because if you're looking at space and you're going out and putting on, say, this example here that you know we brought up for a diagonal, your max risk here is 146 bucks. That's your debit. That's your max max risk. Uh, space could fly a rocket tomorrow and it could freaking crash and burn and like space could go bankrupt and like you're out 146 bucks if you had 100 shares of space you're out over three grand so that's another good thing about the strategy for sure you can you know not have to actually hold 100 shares of something that's way more expensive and like be open to all of that downside risk yeah for sure because like you said it's you're when you do the trade you're you know you're capping because you're it's basically diagonal is a vertical spread and a calendar spread put together which um i don't think we've talked about it but a calendar is the same strike but two different expirations and a vertical is same expiration but two different strikes but in all of those scenarios you are capping your max loss like you know what you're going to lose and you can do uh diagonals on puts too so if you think something's going to dump then you can do the same thing on the put side just go you know further out in expiration by the put and then you know sell the weeklies against it or you know a, a shorter dated option yeah definitely good point there about you know reversing if you're thinking you know spaces going back to 15 bucks then yeah you could go long like a put diagonal spread for sure i wish you'd go back to 15 bucks man <laughs> i'd like to get in at that price me too man because i wrote it up like into the 50s and then i saw it dying off hard and i'm like dude i better get out i think i got out like at 50 55 or something and it was a 200 percent gain and even the price right now i'm just like man it's had like a 50 percent dump but i don't like the price but if that thing were to head back to like 20 bucks Oh, you bet you betcha I'm buying some more because it's like <laughs> all risk, you know. See, that's the that that's why I like trading options also is because like looking back at my charts, I if something starts pumping, I'm like, oh crap, I'm up, you know, 
50%, 60%, whatever, I'm out. And then, like, I'm looking at space chart right now. I owned 100 shares at $18. And, you know, they were at a high of 62 And I would have never held through that. So, with options, you have the expiration. Like, you know what date you have to either figure out uh, you're closing this or you're rolling it or whatever you're doing. But with uh, with stock, it just feels like I'm a little more of a spaz where I'm like, okay, you know, I'm making money. This thing's got to be dumping soon, and I'm just boom out. But with options, you know, with the expiration, I have a plan going in, and I know, you know, my max profit is this, my max loss is this, and I'm a little more chill about it. So yeah, that's that's one of the things I like about options. It keeps me uh, from freaking out. Yeah, if I was smarter when space hit they almost hit 60 when i was still holding the shares it was like a friday oh where they got the faa approval they got up to like 59 after hours but i was like traveling for work and i wasn't even looking at it i had no idea because they were trading around like 55 or 56 um but i would actually been paying attention to it and see them almost hit 60 i mean that was just stupid it was like a 40 or 45 percent gain for the day like that's just an indicator right there that it's coming back to earth like if i would have been paying attention that would have been the smart time to dump for sure like right before after hours uh but still can't complain about the 200 percent. but um i've had that happen before like you're saying where i'm holding the shares on something and it has this massive pump and then i'm still holding it and then of course it bleeds out because when things make that big of a move they typically come back to earth like immediately Unless it's like GameStop or something, you know, it could extend a little further. <laughs> yeah, well, just like the Corona crash, it's like the moves down or up are followed by equally violent moves, either down or up. Like the recovery for COVID was absolutely ridiculous. Horrible timing. Everything was still locked down, but everyone was looking at the chart and they're like, holy crap, this is all a good deal. I'm buying everything. So it just, you know, everything shot to the moon yeah the prices were so good people just couldn't sit on the sideline anymore and uh go long tvix so bastards i wish they'd start trading that again (laughs) oh man the thing's crazy um was there anything you had in mind for trades maybe coming up next week uh yeah let me pull up i guess since we're a day late yeah I'm still bearish on a lot of stuff. Like I'm not thinking <laughs> anything. I'm not looking at anything going long at this point. Yeah. But um, I did here. notice a lot of the precious metals seem like they're selling off, mm-hmm. or, or they're getting close to a point that I. Hold on, let me pull this up. What was I asking you about today? Um, what's that gold ETF? IAU. Oh, IAU. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. With the inflation and everything, I still want to go long gold, mm-hmm. but they're not quite there. Um, and it seems like every ETF is like kind of wanting to, you know, trek up. And I haven't looked at silver. Is that SLV? Yeah, SLV. Uh, yeah, the weird thing about the precious metals, too, was we had that crazy gap down. Remember that day where like gold and silver just, that's right here on the chart. Um, I guess June 17th or something about a month ago, we had that nasty gap down and then like 
after that happened, gold started to run up again, and it's almost back, like GLD is almost back to 170. But man, it's riding right on that 21 right now. And like you're saying, it's not really. I mean, I'm not sure on it right now if gold is going to start pumping again and keep rising above that 21, or if it's going to fall back through that, you know, that moving average and dip back down. Yeah, to precious metals is something I, I'm constantly keeping an eye on because mm-hmm. I feel like. You know, the more and more inflation talks and, you know, we just keep on printing money like it's nothing <laughs> at sooner or later, people are going to start jumping back into gold like they always have. But yeah. I don't know if it's maybe I was thinking maybe it's like a crypto thing, like people are thinking they're going to dump into crypto. But now we got the government saying they're going to regulate it. So I don't know. I, I'm keeping an eye on precious metals. I'm not quite uh, bullish yet, but I, I feel like you know, precious metals got to start making a move up, like especially silver. Silver's damn near oversold on the RSI. Uh, Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, man, they had a few tough days. I wasn't even keeping a look. I think I got a long call on silver, but it doesn't expire until like January 2023, so I haven't really been paying too much attention to it. But, yeah, it gapped down along with gold about a month ago and then it's just been kind of straight sideways until the last two days more blood <laughs> Not looking good yeah it's weird i just i don't understand it because usually it's fairly stable and especially mm-hmm. around you know times when they're talking about inflation and everything it's typically gold and you know silver precious metals is making a good run but apparently mm-hmm. not this time yeah, we were talking a little bit recently, too, about TLT, and that's going to the moon. <laughs> 20-year treasury bond, like, geez, man, they ripped above the 21 EMA back in early June, and that has not looked back. It looks like they had a gap up today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a nice <laughs> gap. <laughs> Jeez, man. Um, yeah, that's all I was, I wasn't looking at anything else. Got you. Um, yeah, I've been kind of playing the same stuff. I know I got into a lot of trades for July. I think I had 36 trades on, which is the most neutral uh, trades I've ever put on. So I got pretty diverse, but um, I think I'm going to tone it down a little bit for September. I think I'm going to do wider spreads and uh, less tickers and maybe just try to head for um 20 tickers maybe 20 trades for the month just because i know some of the tickers i have been trading the last few months don't always have the greatest volume and open interest i've still been able to get trades in on them and it's working great like six percent for july you know almost seven and a half percent or for june and then almost seven and a half percent for july so it's working out great but i still don't always like some of those tickers that don't have the same volume as something like gld or spy or something like that so I'm just kind of thinking, like, maybe stick to the more liquid stuff, do less trades. But I feel like 20 different sectors is still pretty diverse. Um, I know there's some people out there, like uh, Kirk with Option Alpha. He's like, ah, 10 to 15 tickers, you're diverse enough. You start to go more than that. Um, you know, there's not, it's not like you're really getting that much more diverse. So, um, yeah, I'm thinking. I don't know. Huh? I feel like he's full of crap. You're the one that found a China internet ETF. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was one of the ones I went max loss on this past <laughs> month. So, yeah, KWEB, I think it was, or something. Yeah, that stupid thing. And now my August is deep in the money. Like, 
Oh my goodness, China internet apparently is tanking, whatever that means. I don't know, but yeah, so I think I'm going to stick. Let me see what I got on this week really quick because I was able to get on GLD, uh, FXI, that's the China large cap, EWZ, that's the Brazil one, uh, EFA is Europe, Asia, Australia, Far East or something like that, and then EEM I think is emerging markets. So let me see. GLD. So maybe ICLN. I think their volume is pretty decent. Um, IWM. I'm hitting September right now. Kind of moved on to September. So yeah, I'll probably be looking at like ICLN, IWM. I'll need to check check Jets. I don't know how liquid they are, but I might look at that one. And then probably MJ. They've intrigued me pretty well. I think their volume is pretty good. Jets took a beating today. Oh man, yeah, my uh, yeah, both legs in the money. <laughs> so that one's yeah, dying with a bunch of other stuff, and then MJ, geez, that one's in the money too. But just my my short leg right now. Um, and then QQQ. Oh, I don't have a September, so yeah, I might be looking at the Qs as well. I don't have a September trade on that one yet. That's so stupid, man. That one for August, of course, right, has been in the money. Their calls. It's been in the money forever and now it's just like 35 cents in the money on my short call so it's like yep keep coming down on the cues yeah on the cues because it's just been things have been riding so high dude that thing's been deep in the money forever and now it's like all right it's about to fall out of the money so it's like yeah i'd love to see the cues come down like i don't know 340 330 or something like that that'd be great well, the magical Fibonacci number, uh, the next level is 344. So okay. let's, let's see how traders react to uh, the magic numbers. Hopefully the bears crush through that <laughs> down <laughs> to the 330s. I'd be happy at least until, you know, August 20th or whatever the next month expiration is. So, uh, yeah, I'd probably be looking at that stuff. And then I'm definitely keeping an eye on the futures like um, – NQ had that pretty good pullback, but now, of course, they're back above 14.6. But I'm definitely ready to go long uh, Dow, NQ, or ES if we can get a little more blood. I think if NQ dumps to the 1,000-point mark, I'm definitely going long. Even if I see 700 points, I might go long because I just don't know like how much longer it's going to sell off. Um, and then same thing for Dow. It's already down about 1,000 points from the high. Man, that that candle today on Dow is insane. <laughs> Just a busted through that 21 like it was nothing, but it's not oversold yet. And then like back in mid-June is when Dow got oversold. And I went long last time and made a nice little profit. So um, yeah, if any of those futures like S&P or NASDAQ or Dow get maybe even to 40 on the RSI on the daily, I might be going long. So, yeah, I think outside of the neutral stuff, that's probably everything else I'm keeping an eye on. I might be going long some futures, uh, you know, if the price is right. Thanks for taking the time to listen to this episode of the WS Trades podcast. If you are not subscribed to this podcast, please subscribe. Also head over to YouTube and search for WS Trades. You'll find us there as well. 
We've got trading updates as we make our trades over there and also educational videos so you can learn about different strategies within the stock market and options trading. And also please head over to wstrades.com. Thanks again.